been listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Hi guys, I'm Chantal, and my project's called French Press, and I got two cool dudes in my living room right now, and we're ready to hang out with you.
welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am your regular host, Sam. I'm here again, as usual, with co-host Ryan. Yo. And uh, lately we've been having a lot of episodes with returning guests, people who were on last year and are back again uh, almost a year later. It seems like there's been a few exactly a year later. They put out a new album and want to come back on the show. But this is a first-time guest, which is very exciting because we haven't had a, that in a while. And uh, so is French Press the name of the band or the name of you or what is the... How does it work? Um, it's kind of... I guess it's the name of me. Okay. And then I play with people. Okay. Um, but I don't always play with the same people, so I'm kind of the constant. So it's like a roaming name, it just fits with whatever you're... Yeah, like I wanted to... When I started this project, I didn't want to go by my name. I didn't want to... I wanted the project to have a bit more of like a, an identity and okay. a bit more of a something that conjured up a visual, some imagery. Okay. So to make it be a little bit larger than Just a than person playing music, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and you, uh, <laughs> part of the reason we're here is because you have you have a new record coming out, you have a tour happening. Yeah. This will be, a, this episode will come out while you're already on tour, but okay, uh, that sounds like a lot of big news, I guess, all at once. Um, I guess, <laughs> what can you tell us about the, the new record, I guess, first of all? Yeah, um, I actually just got some mixes back uh, yesterday, cool. the record, so um, I, I find it's all, it's always hard to hear to hear mixes and I don't know, it's a, a lot of kind of like decision making and it kind of like brings back a lot of like creative choices that maybe okay. you feel like you've kind of already made or like... Oh, makes you want to consider remaking them? Is that... Well, I don't know. It basically just stirs up a lot of emotions for okay. me because you, you, you listen to it and you think, okay, this has to, this has to identify me or this this is representative of me and like right. all this pressure kind of comes right, back right, right. um so i kind of went through that today but i'm feeling good now and when is it actually coming out <laughs> like what is it 2016 or um well i uh i guess it'll be done probably in december okay in okay. terms of being mastered all the art is ready to go cool. and everything um so i just need to i want to get a pr person on board to help push it so it's kind of like when when i can uh, lock down a, a good team, okay, and just to not right. just to not mess this up no. and to right. get it. Not just put it out, then nothing happens with it. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. it's been such a it's been a hell of a hell of a ride, and okay. it would be a shame just to not give it the support that yeah. it needs, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Is it a self released uh, album or? Yeah, I think it will be. <laughs> I, I guess that's something Unless people decide now at the, before it comes out, right? It's not the same as it used to be where. All along, you're working with a label or something. Now people just—it seems like anyway—are just at the last minute, or not the last minute, but as they're leading up to the release. It's well, do I work with someone? Do I do it myself? Yeah, I mean, so as of now, I'm not working with anyone, but you never know if someone's going to swoop in and yeah, yeah, pick me up. Well, that's something that sort of comes up on here a lot, and uh, I know I bring it up almost every time we do an episode, but because of the nature of kind of the people. The different types of musicians we're talking to in the show and the different levels of success or, or notoriety, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like the way people release albums is totally different. I mean, one person might just be doing a homemade run of tapes, someone else is putting a vinyl and digital, someone's doing only digital. Like, what, what, what are you doing? Do you have yeah. that figured out yet, or is that sort of uh, all? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to do, do CDs just because um, after going out. On the road and after going to to Europe and stuff, okay. people still buy a lot of those, even though I would never buy one. Right. <laughs> or actually, I do to support friends. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's going to be digital. I'm, you know, probably going to do the whole Spotify thing because I've become super into okay. listening to streaming and stuff like that. So that's if I can't find a band on there, then 
Yeah. I'm not, they're, they're not as easy to, or convenient to, to listen to. Right. Track down. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I'm going to do that. And I don't know. We have a, a vinyl, vinyl would be cool, but I have to crunch vinyl the numbers. Vinyl would always be cool, right? I think that's, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's that's, so prohibitively expensive for like. I think that's the last sentence of everybody during that question. Vinyl would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be, but I mean, obviously yeah. financially it's yeah. a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think for a lot of people, yeah, for sure. So yeah, okay. So you are you're going to be on tour when this when this comes out. We're going to put it out kind of smack dab in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So um, you were saying you've been to Europe was that last year or was that uh, this spring? This spring. So okay. April and May, I was there. Wow. Yeah. Where did you go in Europe? Uh, well, I was doing a I was a support act for Matt Epp. Okay. So he ended up booking the tour. It was five weeks, mostly in Germany, a couple of stops in Switzerland, and a couple of days in Croatia. Um, yeah, we were, yeah, and yeah, I think that's pretty much the countries that we covered. Um, so yeah, it was cool. Like I sang backups in his band and okay. I did like an opening set and it was good. Like I was, I moved quite a, quite a few CDs on cool. that. So cool. Yeah. I think that's interesting. The countries you mentioned, because a lot of people, I don't, I don't know if this is just because though you're more used to these countries and everything, but a lot of people will say, you think Europe, I think anyway, I think England and, and France and stuff, but Croatia yeah. it never comes into, <laughs> but that's where a lot of people are, I think are going is, is these little countries that you kind of are not as prominent maybe. And then there's, I mean, a lot of people we've talked to on here have gone to some just bizarre places. And, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know why, I don't know how Croatia came to be, but it's kind of a, it's a poor country. Yeah. Like we met a, a guy there that was working and he was telling us he was making $3 an hour and like not really a, a public that maybe has a lot of cash to spend right. on, on music. CDs and, and, yeah. Exactly. Um, but I don't know how we ended up there. Matt hooked us up. Uh, so we just played a couple gigs there. But Germany is, I don't know, their their infrastructure seems to be good for, for touring Easy music. Yeah. And I think like I've been hearing for years that Manitoba artists have been going out there. I don't know if they're just like building these circuits and building okay. these pathways or whatever, but it just and people seems just like know that, Manitoba and they, they're happy to... Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe there's something cool about like Canadian <laughs> indie bands, I guess, We're going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're hip in Germany. Well, yeah. oh, this would be hip somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're, they're just so, I don't know, I found, I found them to just be so receptive to, cool. you know, like the band walks in and like, they're making you cappuccinos and you're getting hugs and like they're just stoked to have you there cool. and then they sit and tell you their story about maybe how they got their venue together and right. like they're just into music in a different way than than we are here so that was like we were yeah, so warmly cool received yeah. yeah so do you want to go back is that something you're planning or, or hoping to plan maybe or? yeah that would be cool i mean it's i just booked well i booked a tour for my old band like 10 years ago and I just did it this time around and you know where it's in Canada and it's all in English and yeah, yeah. whatever so I can imagine that Matt when he booked the last tour he did a lot of work and yeah there's language just, barriers yeah. and things right yeah Absolutely. it's just harder yeah. right and this time around it's just Canada uh yeah this tour yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. coast to coast or no we're doing uh we're going out for 10 days we're going out to like Edmonton cool. and back okay cool kind of thing so that is cool. Have you done that before? I mean, have you gone that way in the past? Out yeah. The West? yeah. I did a couple, uh, 2013 I did. I went out with Matt Epps, same kind of deal. We did the opening act and then cool. the backup singer thing. 
And then actually I did that with Noble Thieves too. Oh, really? Awesome. Really awesome. A couple years before that. So it's it's kind of, I've kind of always been like taken along. Yeah. So this time I'm like the boss of it. So. Awesome. <laughs> Were you, a, did you do backups for Thieves too? Or? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good way to do it, I guess, because you get double the stage time and then people yeah. will recognize you from the, the opening act, right? When you're on with the... Yeah, Hopefully. and with, if you're not organizing it, all the better, right? Right, you just <laughs> tag along and get the show. Right? Yeah. Sit in the back of the van and yeah. get taken yeah. around. For sure. Okay, so if people haven't heard this show before, the way it works is we have a random theme word. We just press a button on the computer. It gives us a random word, and we use that to sort of select songs that... I used to describe it as songs that dictate the flow of the conversation, but it never does. It just kind of is a word. <laughs> word that ends up in song choices. So this word today is riot. I don't know um, how either of you found that for song ideas, but I thought it was a pretty good one. Yeah. I came up with a lot of things very quickly. Sometimes the words are not as easy, like they're really awkward and weird, but okay, yeah. Riot was pretty good. It's um, pretty open and yeah, flexible. Yeah, and like we always say on here too, there's no wrong answers, so basically any way you can make a connection, it can be in the title of a song, it can be some story you have about a riot. It, like, there's really no, as long as there's a story connected to it, it's all good, so. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to pick uh, to start it off with the riot theme? Yeah, the first... Almost immediately, I kind of came up with something that's not necessarily, uh, yeah, it doesn't have it in the title or whatever, yeah. but um, it's a Nina Simone song called okay. Sinner Man. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah. It's a really good and song. And I just, just the kind of the, the hectic feel of like the piano playing yeah. and like just, I don't know, the uh, the connection with like the civil rights movement and the protests and that kind of yeah i just thought of that right away did so. you, have you seen that documentary about her the new one that came out uh, there's i haven't seen it yet but there's a documentary netflix did oh yeah came no, out I, I think it was early this year and yeah. i read a book about her a few years ago it's just so. fascinating yeah. yeah and actually cinema is interesting because i'm doing this project where i'm listening to all my records alphabetically and it just to kind of we go through them and see if there's things i forgot about or whatever uh -huh. and i recently finished my big peter tosh section and he does a cover of Sinner Man that changes the lyrics a little bit. It's called Down Presser Man. And there's elements of Sinner Man that oh, are in the song. So that's where Down Presser Man Yeah, that's where it comes from. from. Okay. Yeah. So it's very very cool that I, I just listened to that like the other day. Oh, that's great. While nice. doing my, my record thing. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's check out Nina's home. Cool. Sinner Man's great. Them day. So I run to the Lord, please 
Back, that was Cinnerman uh, by Nina Simone, and yeah, that's awesome. You see how it connects to yeah, the Tosh song, yeah, right very there. much so. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, she always seems, uh, I mean, sometimes it's even more out front, but she's very aggressive, like, uh, 
the message often in the songs, well, I mean, some of it's just right in your face, but mm-hmm. I always like that about her, especially because a lot of people, I think, maybe who don't listen to much jazz or jazz-influenced music will assume it's sort of passive. They assume it's sort of background music, kind of elevator music. But I feel like she, a lot of people, but her in particular, is very kind of just right there. Yeah. And I see how it fit with the Riot thing. With I mean, historically yeah. with the civil rights stuff and all that too, but also just, yeah, her whole kind of like vibe is... Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, if I recall from that book I read, that she was really part of the movement. Yeah, yeah. Really, like, on the front lines and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she was so, heavily into it, yeah. Yeah, you can just hear the... Uh, like, like the chaos, the rioting. Yeah, yeah totally. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the music too. It's not just in the vocals. Yeah, everything's kind of swirling and, and kind of tense and crazy. It's yeah, it really is very cool. swirling. Yeah. I feel like there's been sort of, I don't know, she seems to come up more in things. Like, you know, like I was saying, there's a documentary. I heard there's a movie coming out about her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hearing more of her songs appear in other things. It's, I don't know if it's one of those people that, you know, years afterwards, someone discovers and that person is like a tastemaker or something and that kind of spreads. But... I don't know, I feel like a few years ago Nina Simone was not anywhere on anyone's radar on yeah. mainstream. Of Fuji lyrics, I never, right. I, right. you know, heard yeah, too yeah. much about her. That yeah. made me look into it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What yeah. sure. was the Fuji stuff? Uh, I can't remember what song it was, but it was Lauren Hale, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been Nina Simone defecating on your microphone. Oh yeah, right, oh, right, right, just, right. Yeah. Okay, dropping the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that makes sense too, right. for her to be into that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. All the soul covers and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that was a good choice. That's right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. So, um... Before we came here, like I usually do when I'm, we're getting ready to, to interview someone, I just kind of looked up some, some various bios and, and other interviews you've done and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out, because it's an impossible question for anyone to answer, like what, what genre your music fits into. And I know, I know most people hate that question because they don't want to pigeonhole it or something. And I saw indie pop coming up a lot. Is that what you consider it? Or do you kind of... Because to me, from what I've heard, it doesn't sound like that's all that there is in the, in the picture. I mean, like a lot of it is pretty kind of like not not heavy but i mean it's got like a rock kind of edge to it yeah and when i think of indie pop maybe this is my own bias of what indie anything is but it, indie pop seems kind of like toothless it seems kind of you know soft and okay i didn't get that from your stuff at all so a little what, lighter maybe yeah a little maybe not as uh i don't know just yeah. soft like a, like like a gummer when you're expecting a bite <laughs> like a what a gummer oh okay yeah toothless right okay. yeah toothless <laughs> yeah so what do you <laughs> i pull them out sometimes what do you what do you consider it though? Like what? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I feel like indie rock is too. It's so vague. Indie rock is that sounds like a little bit too far on the rock side, right? Right. right. For what I'm doing, indie pop rock. Then people are like, "Oh, is that like some 41?" I'm like, <laughs> "What can I call this?" Yeah. But it still sounds cool. <laughs> and like, you yeah. know, I also have like, I mean, I was playing with a new drummer going on tour with us, and like going over like the BPMs for the drums and stuff and he's like these are like punk tempos and I I mean I've used like I've I've realized that you know I whatever I listen to a lot of like no effects and stuff (laughs) in my day I mean it's not like I'm thinking about no effects when I'm writing the songs but I like something a bit faster but I'm not going to call myself punk like it's it's hard but I I think the indie pop I don't know like I think of like the cardigans I think of like you know, the cardigans are, like, a dark, lyrically yeah. dark and, like, whatever, like, uh, but super thematically hooky. dark stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But hooky and that kind of thing. So, like, that's often a okay. parallel that I, yeah, that's that a, I draw. That's a good... Yeah. Because, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think my problem is whenever I hear indie anything, 
I just assume I'm not going to like it. Yeah. yeah. This has happened. This came up when we were talking to Future Kids last week. And, like, I really like Future Kids. They're a really good band. But when I first heard about them, I was like, oh, indie rock. I don't want to hear this. And then I turned out to love it. But it's, I don't know what it is about that word. I think it's, I used to think it was a good word. And now I've kind of, this, I always assume it's a bad thing, but I don't know. But just to say pop, just to say I know, rock, that's, like, that's what not, is that even? Yeah. I know, that, yeah. It's too vague. So you almost need the indie there, but then indie has weird connotations of its own, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't reject the, the indie yeah. thing. I, I, I'm happy that that word is there, because it, it you know, I'm not Ariana Grande. Right, like, right, right. There is, yeah, I think it's a good good little okay. prefix to tack on to pop for how, me. How does that translate not literally but how does it translate somewhere in, in germany or croatia like do they know what indie pop means does it, does it mean the same there that it does here or do you have to kind of re-jigger how you would describe yourself to mm, i don't know i didn't do a whole lot of describing okay. myself <laughs> just kind of said my name and started playing right, right, songs. Okay, yeah okay. i mean i don't know it depends if you're in the bigger centers and stuff people are listening to all kinds of cool music right. like they you know i ran into this cool band um when I was in Germany, they were from Belgium, and they were like, they, they kind of, they were like the kind of dudes that dress like Mac DeMarco. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, I don't know, Simpson shirts and like, or like, yeah, overalls and stuff. Right, shit. right. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like people, lots of people out there, I guess this is going to sound really vague, but listen to the same kinds of stuff that we do, yeah. I guess. Well, I guess yeah, it's the not... international acts, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't. It gets, it gets, it gets spreads everywhere. Yeah. Hence international. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess the concept of, of different cities and different countries having their own sort of pockets of things does not exist anymore because of the internet, right? Well, so, actually, right. you do hear about, like, France and stuff having, like, their own kind of closed scene. Right. Like, uh, sounds like France to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> countries do have their own thing, Right, but the kids but... have access to everything, is, is, I guess, what... Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, when, obviously, Winnipeg is now something different than what's happening in whatever city in Croatia, but... They can people here can listen to the same well if they speak the same language thing. or not even I don't know yeah. I, listen, I listen to stuff in weird languages I don't understand so not necessarily the same language yeah, yeah. music music yeah um, <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna pick a song to go with the riot theme okay. and I was gonna I had some ideas and I actually just changed my mind while we were talking because you mentioned Novax and um, one of the yeah. one of the things that like the tapes I guess that was big when I was a teenager was the first two Punkarama tapes. And uh, the first one, the second one I listen to all the time. The first one I listen to a fair bit, but I can only remember one song from the first one. I mean, uh, there's a lot of bands I liked on there. Bad Religion was on there. No Effects was on there. Uh, a lot of those bands, you know, that, that were that kind of thing at the time. But Rancid had I Want to Riot on that tape. And that's, for some reason, the only one that ever stuck with me. And yeah. I still love that song. I think it's awesome. And uh, it's kind of, it's weird because that was, I don't know, when, when did that come out? Do you know that? that uh, I don't know, 90. 94 or something, maybe? Yeah, something like that. And maybe 93? Yeah, yeah. Right. And it was like, that was, you know, I ended up, I pretty much listened to, well, I listened to lots of things, but I listened to a ridiculous amount of reggae. And that sort of came from listening to a ridiculous amount of ska in the 90s, and it was like a springboard into reggae, and I'm in this pit of reggae that I will never escape. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, for the past, like, 20 years or something. So, but, um, but the, uh, yeah, the, the, that, that one song, I was into punk rock when I was a teenager, and hearing Rancid doing ska kind of made me go, hey, this is cool, what is this? And that made me kind of look at other stuff, and eventually sort of led to where I am now. So I think that's why I still remember that song from that album when I was, you know, 13 or whatever. Okay. It's, was something it opened that, up a portal. Yeah, I was like, hey, this is different 
this is it stands out and it's still a really good song I listened to it again today just because I thought oh, this might be maybe it'd be an option I was going to play something else until we just got here and you mentioned no effects and yeah. sort of that oh, I have to play this so Perfect. let's just listen to I Want to Riot and uh, go from there So that was I Want to Riot by Rancid, an obvious connection to the theme because of the word riot it's right, right in the there. title. Yeah. yeah, That song actually a few years later, uh, they did another version on the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack to the movie with Stubborn All-Stars. They had a horn section, had the like, organ and everything and some interesting backup vocals, but I don't know. I just wanted to play the original version because it uh, it's one of those nostalgic, weird little things. Yeah. And I think that that song actually is one of the few songs I listened to at the time that kind of... Like, I remember my dad walking by my room when I was about 14 and just stopping me. Like, what are you listening to? <laughs> because I was listening to a bunch of shitty punk and stuff, right? And he didn't care about that. But he 
had in his recollection, he had like the Clash and he had Madness and the specials and all that stuff. So and he's like, spoken to Pops. And he listened to a bunch of reggae and stuff. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's English, so he, all that stuff was happening. You know, before he came here, so he had all those records. Yeah. So I think that was kind of like he was like, "Oh, hang on, you're like this. Here's Madness. Here's the Clash. Here's all these things." And I think that was sort of how it worked. My dad Did listens you? to the Police. Yeah. Yeah. Which police albums? Yeah, I don't know. Because the first two are great. I have no idea because <laughs> my dad ruined the police for me. Just by overplaying them? It was just by being a surly construction worker who listens to the police. How <laughs> the fuck does that make sense? <laughs> that makes sense. I wouldn't listen to the police back then. No. You got to rebel, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I feel, I feel like I listen <laughs> you, to... You bonded with your dad yeah, yeah, and you yeah. rebelled. Yeah. You never know what'll happen. I feel like I listen to... All, all the music my parents listen to, I still listen to it. <laughs> there was nothing to rebel against. You're a nice did. kid, though. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, when I was... <laughs> Thank you for saying I'm a nice kid. Um, You're a good guy, yeah. Sam. Um, Ryan's a shithead. Yeah, Ryan's an awesome yeah. Your parents are lucky, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when I, like I was saying before, like, you know, before we, we came here, I looked up some stuff about you and uh, in other interviews and things like that. And uh, another thing that came up often was that you have a jazz background. Mm-hmm. Can you... Tell me a little bit of that. Like, how did that? How did you come from that? I guess to what you're doing now. Yeah, um, I guess I was taking singing lessons. Started when I was like 14 to maybe like 19 or okay. something, and I knew I was good at singing. Um, but you know, I do these like music festival competitions and singing in like German and singing all this like oh, wow. kind of like op- operatic kind of stuff I guess which like it was cool because it's good to nail something and yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. but I still really couldn't like you know I didn't it, I didn't feel like it really I could identify myself okay. with it that's the second time I say that today but anyway um is it because you're just doing someone else's thing yeah, as it's written kind of is I that... think so I think that I think that was a part of it for sure so whatever that was a great you know really like worked on my voice my voice yeah. sounded good and then um I heard about this place called Humber College in Toronto, and it was like supposed to be a creative music degree. I was like, "Oh, what's that? That sounds more interesting than like just doing straight up opera yeah, or yeah, whatever." Yeah. And I talked to someone, and they're like, "Yeah, we do like R and B, and we do like you know those roots music and like gypsy jazz and all this cool. stuff." And I was like, "Okay, that sounds kind of like a little bit more open." So in a way, I kind of thought I was like going to a songwriting school or something. Yeah. I don't know really know what the hell I was doing, and then I got there and. Like, I was like, oh, this is just jazz school with, okay. <laughs> like, a creative, different name to it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm here. I was, like, moved to Toronto at <laughs> by this point. So none of that other stuff played a part in it? Like, the root stuff or the gypsy stuff? Well, or... it kind of comes later. So okay. I, like, I was, like, listening to, like, Metric and just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just in... It was, like, 2005. So I was listening to Feist and, like, Broken Social Scene and whatever. And I was kind of like... Watching them on like Mesh Music, being like, okay, yeah, I, I this like I want to do this. Yeah. Like, this is this looks fun. But anyway, then I had to, you know, whatever. I learned jazz for four years. <laughs> Took me like the first year, I kind of just kind of went along with it. But after, I just started really just digging in and getting into it. Cool. And it was just fun. Like I, yeah, I just it was, it's like a game in a way, right? Learning like a new art form right. and like you learn like the tricks and how to do it and what works here and what works there and like you just kind of like navigate your way through I guess like improvising is kind of like the big well, that's one jazz, of the major parts right? of yeah. jazz yeah, yeah. that's so, cool so it's like almost like learning a new language for singing kind of like, especially if you were singing in German and stuff before right? <laughs> yeah 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 totally so it was good like it was super fun and I don't know I think that the most valuable one of the most valuable things that I learned there was just like locking into a band and like really feeling like 
the groove and like, you know, standing in front of the bass and just, I don't know, like just get developed a really good time. Okay. I think a good sense of like rhythm and stuff. So that was, that was awesome. Was that just vocal or did you have any instruments there as well? Or? Uh, yeah, it was just vocal, but I ended up kind of learning how to play piano because I had to like teach myself and practice and do all. Oh, do accompany yourself when you're practicing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, then I, after I was done there, I was like, well, I, that was awesome. I think I kind of, <laughs> kind of nailed that. Yeah. But I'm like, what am I going to do now? Like, yeah, what does that lead to, right? What is a, I guess yeah. you professional Like, I didn't or? want to, exactly. Like, I'm like, I don't want to, I know how hard, well, whatever. I, I, fi- I figured that the hustle being a jazz singer was going to be a lot of work. And I yeah. watched other people kind of do it. And I'm like, again, I'm like, I can't get behind this 100% to like spend my, spend all my days trying to push this. Right. It just didn't feel, again, it didn't quite feel like me. Yeah. So yeah, then I figured I had to write some songs so then I could combine my own personal like message and expression with the aesthetic that I was inspired by and and uh, admired, and then that you know was gonna meld into yeah well meld into to what you do today now. Yeah. yeah cool so does so do you do you, do you often hear like when you listen back to you know live shows recordings or whatever I mean do you hear certain things that definitely come from that training that that come into your music or is it is, is that, does that happen? Or? Yeah, I think that like after every person that leaves jazz school, like the first couple of years, you're kind of like in this weird like hybrid of like jazz and pop or just like right. whatever because you're so used to doing that. Like every, everyone's writing after after school kind of sounds like that. But I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not like a, no. I don't, I don't think you can hear a ton of jazz. The only thing I'd say is that like from improvising and from just being on the spot and having to make stuff up, yeah. like at nine in the morning in a classroom in front of like, 20 other people, you kind of learn how to just come up with melodies like pretty freaking fast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I had, I think that that freed up my writing. So I say that that's kind of maybe where you hear the jazz and like okay. my sort of, my ability to like improvise and come up with melodies cool. pretty fast. So what kind of, what kind of jazz, I mean, jazz is such a, I don't want to talk about jazz all night, but <laughs> jazz is such a massive genre. Like, I mean, like we were listening to Nina Simone before, I mean, that's, that's jazz, but there's also, I mean, the jazz I listen to is ridiculous. Like, I listen to weird avant-garde, like, you know, uh, really, really out there honking saxophones with, you know, yeah. people torturing <laughs> violins and stuff, jazz. And, like, so what kind of, I mean, I don't think that's probably not what you were learning in the <laughs> vocal school, right? So, what, what kind of, I mean, I don't know if that's even an answer to that, but, like, what kind of stuff were you actually kind of well, absorbing? Like, into, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, like, I just really got into, like, swing and bebop. Okay, okay. That makes sense. So I guess, learning, right like they make us, we'd have to learn bebop solos and stuff like that, and that was just, um, it was like the good old, like the good old fashioned chords, you know, like the right. standard kind of jazz chords. Then you get into like modern jazz, which I really not, am not into. That sounds yeah. more like floaty, like major chordy stuff, and like I just found that the jazz chords was always just jumping from major to minor, and like really having a lot of good flow, and okay. still a lot of like. I don't know, like blue, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of what you think of when you think about jazz, but totally. like, like blue notes and just like... Well, especially like the 30s like, kind of jazz stuff too, right? Like that, that's sort of like the swing stuff, right? That's very... Yeah, like, I don't really, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not good, great with years. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like, you just got really into the feel of it and like really absorbed like the swing and like it's super fun just to swing all over something. Right, yeah. Did you get to perform with bands doing that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or, oh, that's cool. Yeah. We had like classes, like performance classes and stuff. So that was just, 
It was just fun. It was really, really fun. Yeah. It seems to be good, yeah. Yeah. Did you want to uh, pick a Riot song? Sure. Um, it, I don't know. A lot of things come to mind, obviously, with Riot. Uh, so I just went with uh, Bikini Kill, because the entire Riot Girl thing. Makes sense. And then I was like, well, what song? And I wanted to pick something riffy, so I went with Candy. So cool. Candy by Bikini Kill. Bikini Kill, we're back. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good pick. Though I guess anything from that whole kind of scene would have worked with Riot. Right? Yeah, yeah, the oh, yeah. entire Riot. It was, it was a cool band. Um, one of the <laughs> things that 
kind of relates to what we were saying before about uh, the genre thing. I don't want to go back on that because I know it's an annoying question to anyone listening about how to define bands. But is there a kind of, who do you fit in with as far as local bands go? Is there sort of are there the bands that you sort of play with regularly or have just ended up playing with regularly based on I don't know similar audiences or things like that or is it just sort of everyone? I don't know. Like I still I've been back in Winnipeg for like five years and I kind of still feel like a bit of a lone wolf. Okay. Because I think maybe during my, I don't know, I guess from like 20 to 26, I was gone. So I didn't really like get to kind of grow up. Part of a scene or something? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of came in and I'm like, hey guys, like, here's what I can do. (laughs) Some people gave me a high five, but others didn't. (laughs) I don't know. So it's kind of weird like I don't really feel like I and because like I don't know like I'm not on the label or anything like right yeah kind of don't really feel like I have too much of a family in terms of like other bands around which kind of sucks yeah yeah that does <laughs> suck yeah. <laughs> so other bands you should listen to this and yeah <laughs> so get your shit know, yeah. together give yeah. me a call yeah <laughs> you, I mean as far as venues though I mean are there regular places you've been playing at or is it um, still just kind of yeah. I guess I'll say like I when I started playing because like I, this is a solo project right French Press so I played solo for a while until I met this like cool drummer, and then I was like, "Yeah, okay, this is what I want to do, whatever." So anyway, we played a lot at uh, Rosenby. Okay, right. Like Sunday nights, I was I loved playing there because there was always people there, just drinking standards. There was always yeah, yeah. a crowd, and like so played. That was like a, we kind of I don't know, sort of grew up like there. Regular, regular yeah. yeah. Love playing there, and then. I don't know. I guess I played played a few times at the Goodwill. I played a bunch of times at the park. Okay. Uh, those kinds of things. Anything at the daughter and how that Rosenby's transitioned into it or? Yeah, we played yeah. there a couple of times, cool. but the Rosenby, for some reason, like I think they just, people would be like, you want to play next week? And I'd be like, yeah, you want to play next week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of just played like a bunch of Sundays in a row. And cool. It was awesome. Seems like Sunday is the day there, right? For yeah. Like, yeah. Because we did our we did a show there, and that was the daughter, but like uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Live podcast, and well, they're doing a lot of those on Sundays now. And... I worked in that building. You did, yeah. There's yeah. two different things, right? It's hooligans and uh, the standard. Right. Sunday nights were always the crazy nights there. I mean, we had Bad Country when it was hooligans, which is insane. You've never seen four guys drink that much bourbon at one time. Was, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, Sunday's a good night. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that kind of fizzled out. Sunday's a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the kind of thing where, like, you play there, but you don't have to worry about nobody showing up. Right. Yeah, right. So you always small you, enough room you anyway, know right? that there's going to be faces to play for. So yeah. that just that takes that pressure off, and I don't know. It was, I guess, it was like a young crowd, so I wanted to be in yeah, front of yeah. in front of young people, and worked out. Cool. Cool. Because yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I haven't played in a band in a while. Probably I don't know seven years now or something. And I remember when I first started playing in bands in the city in like the late 90s, I guess, they were, everything was super segregated into different scenes. Like there'd be a punk scene and there'd be like multiple different punk scenes, but they were all very much, you play with these four bands every yeah. night and that's it. And then there was a ska scene, then there was a hardcore scene, then there was a folk scene. And it was all very, very segregated. And I kind of like seeing now that people are sort of, everything's blending, not just in terms of people playing with different kinds of bands, but people are almost blending different kinds of music together now and it's all just kind of a weird mishmash (laughs) as opposed to, you know, really, really regimented. uh, Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, I guess that makes it possible for someone like you who isn't sort of part of something to sort of float in and out of the different different scenes and venues and... Yeah, that's kind of true. Although, one kind of annoying thing is like if I'm like, oh, I want to play with a band and they're like, oh, and they always, for some reason, they always recommend like 
a band that like a girl is fronting. Oh, it's really? like, well, that's, that's totally cool, but it's like, you know, it's almost like they put you in like girl music genre. Right, right, that's right, right, kind right. of annoying. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't always happen, but sometimes they do. I'm like, because maybe it's like they don't know how to classify you otherwise, and they just like figure, okay, well, this is sort of a way to. I don't yeah, know. maybe I'll, I'll. I guess we'll defend them using the head. Right. <laughs> or the <they're> asshole. <laughs> Well, I don't know, you know, it's just like, sometimes you gotta think outside the box, yeah. I don't know, you know, they're like, oh, well, that's something that kind of, does a kind of, like, woman folky stuff, so right. that, that'd be a good fit for you, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Right, and sound-wise, that doesn't really make sense at all, right? I mean, it, I guess it kind of could, maybe, but you could fit you in, maybe, if you forced it, but, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, not... whatever, I don't care, I don't, whatever, like, it, I, it doesn't bother me to play, it's cool to play with all kinds of, yeah. all kinds of people and stuff, yeah. but... I found that a little annoying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll have to make sure when I post this episode, we have a little thing in the bottom of each page that says you might also like, and there's three more episodes. Yeah, well, be careful yeah. about that. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking about making it all girl music, but I'm not going to make sure. Yeah. About it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Did you have a, another riot song you wanted to, uh, wanted to pick? Um. Yeah. This is again. I thought of it right away. I guess it's a song I really like. Is. Uh... Um, I don't know if you guys are fans of Kathleen Edwards. Yeah, uh, I don't say I'm not a fan of her, but I've heard her. I haven't heard enough to make a decision one way or another. But I've heard the name and I've heard you know a song or two here and there. But I don't oh, okay, know. yeah, I, she she put out a, a album called Voyager that she had. It was like a collaboration with like um, like Justin, the like Bon Bon Iver guy. Okay, Justin uh, Vernon maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it got, and, and ended up getting a you know a good publicity push, I guess, with his, like, name associated to it or whatever. Um, but anyway, she does this cool song called, I think it's called Chameleon slash Comedian. Okay. Um, and she's just de- describing this guy saying, um, you hide behind, you know, your comedian side, you hide behind your funny face, you hide behind, and then, you know, you're a chameleon, you hide behind that too. And it, I just felt like that's, kind of like the ultimate riot is okay. like the internal conflict right, of right. like embodying the two different things at the same time yeah, yeah kind of so many sides yet um i don't know you're always you're always putting on a, a facade or always putting on a mask or something okay. like, what the hell is going on inside if you're i don't know you're not only trying to fool everyone else but it sounds like you're kind of trying to fool yourself too and that sounds like a disaster and a riot cool. is a disaster too. Every time I don't need a 
French Press, and uh, that was Kathleen Edwards. What was the name of the song again? Comedian? Chameleon Comedian. Chameleon Comedian. That's cool, yeah. yeah. I, uh, someone that I definitely, like her name pops up a lot, right? I feel like, maybe it's just because CanCon rules that she shows up in Infinity Magazines and stuff. I don't know. I feel like I know a lot, not, not necessarily a lot about her, but I know of her very well, and I, get, I know what she looks like, and I've seen her album covers and stuff, and I've heard her very rarely. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I, I'm aware of her. Okay. <laughs> but I, I really like that. That was good. I knew I should actually look more into the uh, the actual records, but no, yeah. that was cool. Awesome. And I really like how you took a strange tangent on the on the word choice because that doesn't happen enough. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll do a show and every single person, including us, will just pick song title like the words. Oh, I mean, yeah. okay. both of mine today have the word in the song title, and now I feel like I didn't try hard enough. To... <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I guess I just when I thought ride, I just thought conflict and then when yeah. I thought conflict yeah. it led to those other ideas. I yeah. thought, oh, I'm going to fucking phone this one in again. Again, like yeah. every other week. <laughs> week number eight or nine. Yeah. You're lucky. I was going to bring Let's Start a Ride by Three Days Grace, but... Uh, is that I a song? Is that yeah, a, I didn't feel like being that lazy. You were going to rock some Three Days Grace? I was going to. Oh, like no. No, but I figured no one else does, so fuck them too. <laughs> so she's going to like put that on the listeners? They have to hear that? <laughs> well, they can turn it off. They probably they're, already ate with it, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we liked their single in the 90s, or at least... No, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> Whatever it was. You may have to speak for yourself. <laughs> I actually don't even really know who they are. I mean, I, I, I know of them, and I think I've heard whatever their big hit was, and I probably hated it, but I don't know. Like, yeah. They're one of those interchangeable kind of like... Uh, From that same time. Hunger Dunger Dang, like post-grunge, whatever. Yeah. 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 During like the Creed days. Yeah, yeah, yeah part yeah, yeah, yeah. hard, hard rock. Default. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah switch, right. switch other band names around, yeah. so yeah. The band names never really make any sense. It's just sort of like a bunch of nouns thrown together. Yeah. 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 Probably randomly generated on a computer because they're a bunch just of like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so that wasn't Three Days Grace. But that's, no, uh, no. Now we know that Ryan has a deep uh, knowledge of Three Days Grace. Music, so <laughs> you kind of have to play them at some point now, just to, you know, now that you've, you've said you, you, it's foreshadowing. I will look into it further so I can find one uh, It'll fit further down the line. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. Okay. But yeah, we're not talking about that right now because that's horrible. <laughs> and uh, so you, you're you're going to be on tour when people hear this. Um, who are you touring with? 
Who are you with? Um, I'm going out with Micah Visser. Oh, cool. Okay. Do you guys know him? Yeah, actually, he was supposed to be on the show, and I completely dropped the ball. This oh, is like yeah. last year. He messaged me, and I was like, oh, yeah, great. We should do the show. And then I think it was I had asked him to get back to me around the time his album was coming out, and he did, and I just... I feel horrible. So you didn't pick up the phone when he called. I, I didn't, and I, I, I would love to have him on the show. So, I mean, if, if he hears this, hopefully he does, then, like, please, like, I'll message you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, actually, yeah. we've been in, in touch for, like, a couple oh, well, years yeah. or something, right? It always, for some God knows what reason, it always takes forever to get together. Was he the one putting on Sundays at the Rosie B? I feel like. No, he's super no. young, right? Isn't he? Isn't he, he, isn't he like, really did younger? he play there frequently? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, well, perhaps I'm not sure. mistaken. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's a, I don't know. He's in his early, early 20s. Yeah, he seems young. I don't, I've never met yeah. him, but I've, I've, you know, he, he, he appears to be young. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah I know if you're listening, uh, you know, we'll have you on the show. <laughs> I feel bad that I didn't do it. There was no reason for it. I hope he doesn't think there was a reason for it. It was just, I, I had a million other things going on with booking other bands. And it just, yeah, we'll get him on here. Yeah, yeah, get him on here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah. have, have you have you done have you played with shows with him before or is this, um? Uh, I guess like I I kind of just saw him. Uh, I saw him play on like this breakfast television segment that he did, and I was like, this is good. Who yeah. is this guy? Yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like you know I don't know. Sometimes you'll you'll see bands that are good, but you don't necessarily like. I don't know. Feel like you need to get on the phone and like go over to their house. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> For him, I was like, I don't know, I liked what he did, and I've recently become obsessed with singing like backup okay. vocals because I think I love that it's only it's so it's an easy job, I guess, a simple job, and that all you have to do is just like sing your part, nail it, and you don't have to like be the front person, right. and you don't have to entertain everyone, and like you can just kind of be a musician without having to worry about, I don't know, even who shows up or right. whatever, right. right? All the other front people stuff. So it's like, it's awesome. To and take... it's not your song. Usually it's someone else's song. Yeah, just, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you don't have to be singing it being like, oh man, is this good enough? Yeah. You know, there's like a list of worries that you erase when you're on stage with someone else. Okay. Um, so yeah, I called him. I actually was like, I kind of really want to sing on your record. Like, oh, would cool. you be into that? So I and you never met him before or anything? Was, or did you, did you know each other? No, we didn't know each other. No, I just met him through like that video or whatever. I, I, was, I first saw him through that video. Yeah. Um, so I went over to his house and he was like, okay, sure. I was like, yeah. He said, yes, okay, cool. <laughs> so we just went over and like tracked some backup vocals in his kitchen, cool. I guess. And That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. It was good. So I don't know. I'm happy to... He's got kind of a... I don't know if he, if he likes this association. He probably doesn't mind it, but has kind of like a bright eyes... Yeah, I, I heard some of his stuff online. And I can see that. I can like see that. Yeah, yeah. moody, young person kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I uh, love because... We were all moody young people once. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm a moody old man. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as attractive when you're a moody old man. Not the same, no, no. It's more budgety, I suppose, in moody. Yeah, yeah. you got to get it You gotta get it young. When you're young, everyone wants to hang out with you. If you're old and moody, no one wants to go anywhere near you. Yeah. yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you sung backup on anyone else's records, or is that was that the first time you, you uh, on, on an actual recording? Like, I've done it a few, a few times. I can't really remember. I mean, I've sung on Matt Epps okay. stuff, and I don't know. It's something I don't do enough of, though. Like, I would love to. It's well, so it sounds fun. like you do it live a fair amount, right? I mean, well, the tours and stuff. Yeah, not enough though. No, I want to do it more. I love it. It's just so fun. Like on top of doing your own shows, or like, would you always want to have your own show involved in that, or would you just be happy to just go and sing backup for someone? I'd be happy to go sing backup for someone. I mean, if 
yeah, I get if my schedule would allow it. The thing is, like, I work at night, so I have to like right. book off the night, and then I have to miss it's work and stuff like that. Thing. So it's like not super convenient. Right, and you're doing your own touring but, and stuff too. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, but going into the studio and singing with someone and doing takes and like getting something down like that's yes. so so much fun. So I guess that's the more convenient way of doing it, unless you'll have me on tour with you or something, which. Right. I will book that off. Which has happened, obviously, a few times now. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Cool. I want to keep doing that for yeah. sure. That's interesting because I think a lot of people, especially people who are like the front person in their own band, often want to be the front, the focal point, right? I mean, usually when you have a band and one person is the singer, they're, I think it's a stereotype, but they're, they're, they're often the person who is like, they want to only be doing their own songs. They want, they want to be like, you know, yeah, relaying their message to, to the listeners. And it's cool that you are okay with just being kind of the person adding to the whole yeah i mean i wouldn't be able to only do that right, because i go own thing, yeah. like nuts yeah. just doing that but yeah. fair you, enough it's you do get i don't know i find that if i'm stressed or like anxious or whatever um if i just sing something like it's such a such a crazy channel like yeah. i guess it just vibrates like right through your bones and like you can just chill yourself out by singing and it's just another way to like get a buzz, really. Yeah, I think that's something that little kids do that adults don't necessarily do enough. Like, I have kids and they're always singing to themselves, and I don't. I mean, I don't think I do that. In my head, maybe, but I don't walk around singing. Yeah. I pretty much constantly walk around. Yeah, singing. yeah, just singing just completely stupid things. Yeah, I smoke a lot of weed though. Yeah, yeah, so I might still have the brain of a child. Right, right. <laughs> could be, could be, could be. It's good for you though. Like it really. So here, I'm smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah. A little both. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, I can see how it would be. It would be good because like, yeah, you you got your mind focused on something else and kind of relaxes. Yeah, like you can just get you can. It, it, I literally feel like a, a pent up energy within me that's. Yeah. I'm like oh like I'm just kind of wound up and that. Like actually releases as the sound exits my mouth. So that's cool. Cool. I like that. Pretty good. <laughs> I, had to, I had to bring up documentaries because I know I already did earlier with the Nina Simone thing, but mm -hmm. there's a really good documentary about backup singers, and I can't think of the title of it offhand. But it was yeah. fascinating. It was people who had done it for you know decades and decades, and some of them have sung on like totally iconic records, and they no one knows their names. And it was just interviews with them, and you know some of these women are you know seventy even, yeah. and it's really cool just that they've been on like. You know their voices, right? And it's just like no one knows who they are. Yeah. But that their voices are so integral to these massive songs that you wouldn't like. It's, it's, it's I think it's an underappreciated part of music as a backup singer because it's like so many people have. It's well, there. Yeah, it's, 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 and it makes the art the main artist like pop. I mean, yeah, yeah. It makes everything shine. So you can't do it without the whole team, yeah. kind of thing, right? I think a lot of <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's changing. Hope it's changing. But I think a lot of bands nowadays that's something they just don't even bother with because, you know, I guess maybe the layout of bands has changed where it's a lot more kind of compact and maybe for touring reasons or whatever, but usually, you know, guitar, bass, drums, maybe keyboard, right. a singer, but, you know, maybe in the old days where you have a much larger band, it makes sense to have backup singers. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the old soul music I listen to, like, I mean, I'm a huge Ray Charles fan and Ray Charles is probably my favorite singer, singer. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if he's my favorite artist ever, but as an actual vocalist, I love them yeah. and I mean the Raylettes are such a huge part of Ray Charles' sound yeah. that it would be weird without them I mean some records with them are on it and it's just kind of like it's missing something but they never you know I mean when you think of Ray Charles you think of a guy on a piano you don't necessarily think of these three backup singers that you right. know who kind of 
are interchangeable because there's different ones every year and they all have the same you know same clothes on same title they're always the raylets but it's a different lineup and stuff oh, yeah. and yeah it's, i don't know it's, a, it's like a weird it's a weird thing but so. yeah sort of describe what you do is weird <laughs> no i just i just feel like it can really kind of like wake up a show yeah oh yeah you know it just gives that even when i was whatever when i was out doing it before like I, don't, I was getting a lot, even though I was kind of like a part of the backup crew, I guess. Like, yeah. I was still getting a lot of, I don't know, attention and praise for it. And my role there was, like, really appreciated. And cool. I think that a nice, I, I don't know, a female voice with a guy's voice really stands out, right? Yeah, it's a good combination, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm going to pick a song with Riot now. And uh, this is a song uh, called Shuffer- Suffering and Smiling. And it's from the, uh, it's a song by Fela Kuti, so it's an Afrobeat song, and it's from this album called Red Hot and Riot, which is a, where Riot comes in. Um, it's a, it was like an AIDS benefit, the Red Hot organization, they did the Red Hot and Cool, which was a jazz one, they did Red Hot and Country, was a country one, they did, they did all these compilations where it's usually based around uh, the work of one particular artist, and everyone sort of, they get all these other notable people to cover their songs. Mm. So this is a Fela Kuti song. He died of AIDS, so it makes sense. Uh, it's an obvious choice of someone's music to to do for, it, for that for that cause. And uh, this song, it's quite long, uh, as most Afrobeat songs tend to be. And it's a lot of U.S., mostly, uh, rappers and R&B singers on this record, kind of uh, playing with Afrobeat bands. So they're throwing their own lyrics on top of the cover of the original, so I mean, it's kind of like an American take on the Nigerian themes in the originals, which is really cool. And so this song has uh, Dead Prez on it. It has um, Kuli and a, a bunch of R&B guys on it, and uh, it's just a really cool song. It was always my favorite song on, on this compilation, and uh, it, yeah, it's really good. Cool. Is it called Red Hot and Riot. The album is called Yeah. The compilation is called Red Hot and Riot, and the song is called Suffering and Smiling. Prison, 
keep the people locked up in different divisions. Some of them promise you heaven, but I see a whole lot of bullshitism, schism, imperialism in the form of spirituality, slave mentality, escape reality. What we supposed to just suffer and smile and be content, sending our prayers to the clouds? I want my heaven now, freedom on earth, and if the preach ain't with us, then we taking this church. What is it worth to have the biggest religion when the people got miserable living conditions? No water, no lights, no rights. All over Africa we fight, but we have to unite. Cause ain't no power in the gospel when the priest putting powder in his nostril and the elders' council fails to lead and the children suffer from daily need and the people can barely eat. Is it a sin to stand up and fight against the ones that put us in handcuffs? Goddamn, what happened to the daily bread? Spread love. Ain't that what the Bible said? But in the name of the Bible, how much love is spread compared to how much love is shared?
So that was from, yeah, it was from Red Hot and Riot. That was um, a whole bunch of people, uh, including Dead Prez and Telquilly, on uh, Shuffering and Smiling, which is uh, originally, I think it's like a half hour long Fela Kuti song. So Afrobeat I really like, and uh, I think there's a lot of, type of music, types of music I like that do this, where it just kind of has this sort of hypnotic groove going on and on and on for a really long time. And then at certain points, everyone comes in all of a sudden, and it's kind of almost throws you off guard because you're sort of sucked into this, this repeating rhythm over and over and over again. And all of a sudden you kind of get tricked into thinking, oh, they're just loosely playing this and not really paying attention. And then just like, bam, like 15 guys, all of a sudden they're playing something different. And it's the fact that they can hit the timing that well after just yeah. loop, 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 loop. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of types of music that I like oh, yeah, okay. like, that, are, that do that. I, I don't think I'm, I wouldn't call myself a huge Afrobeat fan. I, I like it. It's interesting music, but I don't know too much. You know, I don't have a lot of Nigerian records really, <laughs> so but I, I like it. And, and like I was saying before, I'm a massive reggae nerd. There's a lot of reggae bands that will do that, where it'll just be like a, you know, maybe a 10 minute dub section. It's just this really kind of really really stripped down groove going on, and then all of a sudden everyone comes back in, or like a few guys will come back in, and it's just you've forgotten that they're playing an actual song that's written, and it almost seems more like this big improvised jam. And then it's just kind of like just snap, everyone's right back on, which is really cool. I love that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, because I think it's easy to pass something like this off as, okay, there's just seven and a half minutes of just some guys playing a groove over and over again, but there's a lot more to it, and it's not necessarily on the surface, like it's, they're all completely locked into what they're doing, and I'm sure they're all paying total attention to, you know. I think that it's like, I think it's one of those things where, if it's anything like playing jazz, where you just have, so that, that's section one. Yeah, yeah. And then like somebody usually like cues something, right? A guy looks at another guy. I remember coming yeah, in here, kind of yeah, thing, and it's, yeah. I don't think they're counting counting bars or counting no, beats. No, like they're, they're not. Just, they're just like section one, section two, section three, or whatever. Yeah. They kind of come in whenever they feel like it. Really. And I think it's sort of intuitive, too, because they've been playing together probably for some, like a ridiculous amount of time. Like, I love this band, like, not, not the band playing on this record, but uh, Fela Kuti's band. I mean, he died in 97, I think. And his band still exists. Like, and they play with his sons or like the singers of various different Afrobeat bands and stuff now. And it's just like a bunch of old guys who still can just nail this stuff. Like, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, uh, jazz is a perfect example of that too. Because a lot of the jazz, like, I mean, I listen to a lot of really weird out, out there jazz. But I mean, something even like, like John Coltrane, like Ascension, which is just like, a lot of people can't listen to it. I've played it for people and they just want to leave the room. Like, it's just crazy, massive noise. But then 10 minutes into it, all of a sudden, yeah, everyone's right back into doing something. And you realize that it's actually written. Not all of it, but a lot of it is actually structured, and there's a, there's a reason that all these things are playing discordant bits. And yeah. uh, I, I'm always any kind of music that does that, it, it sucks me in. I like uh, I like I, I like repetitive rhythms, and then like something breaking the repetition, mm-hmm. which I guess is what music is in general. But, <laughs> <laughs> I describe. but yeah, it's the riot theme because the the, the, the age charity is called Red Hot, and then this was Red Hot and Riot, and and like the lyrics in this in this cover. Are, are very political and very kind of, uh, you know, fuck the system which is kind of what his whole thing was, Fela Kuti too. I mean, he got arrested many, many times and beaten by the cops and all this stuff. And it's kind of simple dance music maybe on one level, but then it's very politicized and very kind of, you know, militant music on the other hand, which is always cool when there's music that's, I mean, again, going back to reggae and jazz even too, like, I mean, these are all genres that have kind of a revolutionary sort of edge to them, but it's, very easily mm-hmm. overlooked as just being, you know, some people to dance to. So, yeah. I like that. But we are here with French Press, and uh, we're coming to the near the end of the show. So, uh, we like to remind everyone where they can find our show, where they can get music by our guests. So, what's the best way, if someone had never heard you before, and they're hearing you on this show, how do they find out more about your music? Well, uh, my website is frenchpressmusic.com, and I have a 
an album, like a teaser for my record on there. So it's kind of like a mini interview and some clips of some songs and us in the studios, which cool. I think is a cool little, uh, I don't know, window into what we do. Yeah, better rather than just a clip of a song, right? You have a bunch of other elements to it that's cool. Yeah. Is that Little the best story. way to find you too? Is that, I mean, can you get to all of your social media stuff from there and everything? Yeah, or? there's links to everything on there. Cool, okay. Yeah. And the album is coming out hopefully soon-ish? Yeah, yeah. the album is um, called Youthful Trouble. Right. So I guess when you were kind of talking about Micah before, I have a fascination with youth <laughs> and kind of staying in there, <laughs> locking into that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that part of life. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. Cool. It's, uh, yeah, just kind of talks about uh, like the struggles that I I went through when while growing up I guess okay. I was like at 20 something so cool yeah. cool okay and if people want to hear more episodes of this show they go to witchpolice.com you click on podcasts I'm not sure what episode number this will be the 150 something all of them are there for free download and streaming whenever you want um, and we're also on UMFM on Monday nights at 11pm and those are older episodes that kind of get a second chance to be heard which is really cool so I mean even though by the time this one gets aired on UMFM, if you're listening right now on UMFM, the tour is over, the album's already out, but you know you may miss it the first time around and just kind of opens it to a, to a new audience who get a chance to hear music by people like you. So that's really cool. Um, we're part of the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which has rebranded itself to Garbage Hill Media now because a lot of the other people involved in this are putting on a lot of weird uh, events and things like that. But it's really just a bunch of people doing this with microphones and other recording devices and talking to people about whatever their interest is. I mean, we do a music show, there's comic book ones, there's a hockey one, there's wrestling, wrestling there's all yeah. kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really cool that podcasting is the thing now. Well, and it's cool to me that Garbage Hill is now being able to move, you know, us weird shut-ins uh, who occasionally get out into into doing actual public events. Yeah, yeah, we did a live podcast in front of the audience, which was great. And there's more of that stuff happening with other shows too. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, pretty cool. It's cool because when we started, like this show has been around since 2013. And, like, I mean, Ryan's pretty new, but uh, when I started doing it, like, it, no one else did that. I didn't know anyone else who did this. And now you hear of a new podcast in the city every day. Yeah. And it's very cool. So, because it's so, it's not easy to do, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. like, you don't need a ton of technology to Yeah, it yeah. Like there's, there's a very limited barrier to entry. Like, you can get right into it, and you, I mean, you can learn kind of on the fly how to make all the things you need to make for it to actually happen. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very kind of uh, basic way for someone to have their own media out yeah. there so it's really cool um, and we encourage people to check that out and we encourage people to check out your music and listen to our show so you have please a, listen to our show yeah do you want to please. plug your uh, your art stuff um, yeah might as well it's been a couple of weeks uh, uh, we're still running Prince of Thieves uh, website still not up but we do have our Facebook so if you want to check us out buy some locally made art for cheapish prices it would be awesome Something about my cat, mandatory cat statement. I think you usually mention a cat when you're talking about yeah, your art. Yeah, yeah, he's hungry as fuck. Oh, that's what he does, right? Every morning. He's hungry, so you, yeah, people need to buy your... He wants your... to eat daily. I don't know who he thinks he is, but... Yeah. So people should buy your art so you Please, can... yeah. He's got expensive tastes. <laughs> that edible gold cat food or whatever. Cat's enough. He likes the wet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he needs the wet stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be indoor, <laughs> otherwise he gets fat and I don't want to hang out with him. It's a whole thing we have. I'm the fat one in the house, I right. say. <laughs> um, but I guess, yeah, we'll just transition into the last song. Yeah, you have a yeah, song you want to go on? Yeah, yeah well, I was the first one that came to mind. Uh, it's seven minutes long again, so we, we said, kept it for the end. Uh, it's Teenage Riot by Sonic Youth. The opening track off of uh, Daydream Nation. Cool. All right. Thanks for uh, sitting here with us. Yeah. Thanks Thank for, you for, for sitting here with us. Thank you.
Thank you.